welcome back to the Sisters Podcast. I'm Lois. I'm Jada. I'm Bree. And I'm Lydia. Today we are discussing I Am Mine No More. So, I Am Mine No More, what, what does that mean? Uh, it makes me think of Galatians 2.20, which says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, but yet Christ liveth in me. In life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I want to call it the first part of that verse that says, I've been crucified with Christ. And I think when we come up out of the water grave of baptism, keeping in mind that we are saying no to everything that we were and that we did before we came up out of that water, we put to death all of our old ways. Like that, that is not who we are anymore. Uh, Romans 6 verses 1 through 4 is the passage that comes to mind as well. Uh, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? And this is the verse that I really want to focus on. We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Like we were crucified with Christ, dying to ourselves. And when we are raised up out of that watery grave, we are raised to walk in a new life, like that newness of life. Mm-hmm. And we left everything behind that we were doing before. I am mine no more. I deny all of my fleshly desires. I deny everything that I was struggling with before. And now I'm going to live for him. And I love what Paul says in the letter of Galatians 2 and verse 20, including all of that. Like I, I have died to myself. Now I'm Christ Mm -hmm. and that's who I live for. So as it says in Romans 12, one through two, I think that's what I think of when I think Mm -hmm. of sacrificing is we are living sacrifices Mm -hmm. for God. And which means every, every day we're different than the world because we are living for God. We're not living for ourselves. I just turned to Philippians 3.20, which says... For our citizenship is in heaven, from me, which we also eagerly wait, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. This world is not our home. Yeah. We're just sojourners. Um, I think, you know, Jesus came to this earth to be our sacrificial lamb. He came to earth to die for us and to do what we were going to have to do. And yet God sent his only son to do that for us without spot, without blemish, shedding his blood that we would have the atonement for our sins. And the very least that we can do, the very least, is give our lives completely over to him, to live fully for him. And um, just he remembering like he died for me. That is a personal thing. He died for Lydia. He died for Bree. He died for Jada. He died for Lois. He mm-hmm. died for you. And when we die to ourselves, we are living in that new life. Uh, in Luke 9, verse 23, Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And the same is true for us today. We have to choose on a daily basis. I'm going to live for Jesus today. We wake up We get out of bed and it's a new day, a new day to live for him. But it's something that we have to choose daily is to pick up our cross and follow Jesus each and every day. Jada, will you turn to Hebrews 9, 26? And I'm going to read 1 John 2, 2 while you're there. Um, And he himself is the propitiation for our (laughs) sins and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. You want to read that, Jada? Yeah. For then he would have to... 
For then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So in the old law, we would have to make a sacrifice for our sins. But because of the new law, he is the sacrifice. Yeah. And now we live for him because he did make that sacrifice for us and because we can live and because we have the hope of heaven. Yeah. And I think we have to keep in mind that living for him doesn't happen by accident. No. Like it's not, it's not something that this, that's just going to happen. Like we come up out of that watery grave and now we're going to live a new life. Like, <laughs> no, okay, it's just that well, easy. Yeah. <laughs> Every day is a choice. Yes. I'm going to choose yes. to live for him. This is an intentional decision that I'm having to make each and every day. It's not a once and like a one and done mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. You have to be so purposeful, yeah. so purposeful mm-hmm. in every single aspect of life. Mm-hmm. When I think of I am mine no more, I think about we wake up and having to put things to death. And it's, it's like they said, like, it's not like a simple thing that we just get up and do. It's something we have to be intentional about because mm-hmm. those desires, those sinful desires and things are out there. But when we decide to follow Christ, we decide that those sinful desires or those actions that we may have participated in before have to go. They have to be put to death. I think of my uh, family member. He was recently baptized. And before he was, I mean, living obviously in a way of sin, but it was, we were, it was one of the happiest days ever because it was like we, cause in our mind, in our human mind, we were like, that would never happen. He's never going to do this. And we just kind of like lost hope, mm-hmm. which we shouldn't have obviously because God works in wonderful ways and praise God that he was baptized. But when he was baptized, there is a obvious difference in who he is. Like we're, we're closer to him and he's closer to us, but he made sacrifices when he was baptized. And obviously he was, you know, deciding to make those sacrifices and get rid of those things beforehand, but he is like a new person. And that's what we are when we are a Christian, we wake up every day and we put things to death and we're not the same as we were before. In Colossians 3, in, at, in verse 5, it says, Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, <laughs> which is idolatry. And then verse 8 to 10 goes on to say, But now you yourselves are to put off all these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language, out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on a new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. In, the pers- in this verse, Paul says to put to death these members and to put on these things when we're followers of Christ. And we have to choose for these things to not be a part of our life anymore when we choose to follow Christ. Yeah. That reminds me what you said of all the examples in Acts when people came up out of that water and they went on their way rejoicing Mm -hmm. because they were no longer the person that they were before. Mm -hmm. Now they're a new person and they're getting to live for Jesus and the joy that that brings of, okay, Mm -hmm. Everything from my past has been wiped clean. My slate is clean. Now I'm living a new life and it's not my own. It's now his. And everything that I do and everything that I say is going to be for him and for his glory. And just keeping that in mind, and to your point, Brie, as well, in Romans 6, when it talks about, are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. Like, why are we going to continue living a life of all of those things that are not of God? 
just for his grace. Like that, yeah. that's not the point. That's not even, that, that's not even something that a Christian is going to live like. Right. Okay. What does this look like in action? Like in a Christian's life, how are we mind no more? I think there's a lot of different aspects that we're going to cover today, but one big thing I think as Christian women and Christians in general, mm-hmm. but is purity, giving our purity to Christ. A big sacrifice we make is purity in every aspect, mm-hmm. in our bodies, in our minds, in our hearts. It's a big sacrifice. Yeah, everything we do should be to the glory of God. Everything we watch should be to the glory of God. Everything we say, everywhere we go. That reminds me of 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Hmm. Yeah. I love to what uh, Paul says in Colossians three and verse two, he reminds us to set our minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. And to do that, we have to dwell on things that are of him, dwell on those heavenly things, those things that are true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, worthy of praise. And all of those things come from Philippians four and verse eight, which is think on these things. And in order for us to keep our hearts and our minds and our bodies pure, because purity is not just sexual. It's also, how are we keeping our minds? Are we guarding our hearts? Uh, what are we thinking about? And Proverbs warns over and over again that our hearts are so important and what we fill our hearts with is what's going to come out. So we have to be really careful to make sure that we're thinking on the right things, those things that are of God. Yeah. As Christians, we don't watch the same things that other people watch. We don't, we're not filling our minds with just filth yeah. and we don't drink. At, that doesn't change for a social drink. Let's, mm-hmm. let's talk about that just for a second. Because I know a lot of Christians with the mindset that, okay, well, I'm just drinking. I'm not getting drunk. It's just one little drink. It's everybody's, we're out. It's just a meal. It's okay. How many times is sobriety talked about in the Bible? We are to be sober. So why do we make it? Why do we make so many different excuses for it? Mm-hmm. Why? Um, that's one thing that's just so frustrating to me. Another thing we do is we, we don't have sex just for the fun of it. God created sex for marriage, for mm-hmm. the covenant of marriage, for man and woman, for life in that marriage. Matthew nineteen six says, uh, talks about the marriage for, well, let's just read it. <laughs> so then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. We're told to flee from sexual immorality, and it's impossible to maintain a healthy relationship with God when we don't have a healthy relationship with our bodies and souls Mm -hmm. when we're given to impurity. Mm -hmm. God created sex, so He alone can define what the perimeters of it are. Yeah, and it's a beautiful thing. It's not something that's bad or gross or, you know, I think a lot of times we view it as this really bad thing and it's like, no, God created it. It is mm-hmm. a good thing, mm-hmm. but he's put boundaries around it. And we have to, we, in order for us to live faithfully for him, we have to realize that that's for our good and our benefit. Yes. Those the, boundaries are protecting us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Protecting us from hurt, from harm, from consequences that God never intended. The world is what made sex be so, I feel like it's made what's like sex be so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. for us and has made like when we are pursuing it as the world does, that's where all of the bad things come. Yeah. Yeah. You can sin without actually having sex though. Lust is a sin in and of itself. And I think oftentimes we forget that, Mm -hmm. which we talk in a few episodes about walking the line of sin. And I think we try to get as close as we can with, we're putting ourselves and guys in 
compromising, comp- compromising, that's the right word, <laughs> <laughs> in compromising situations, yeah. why do we do this? Why, why do we get so close to it? Mm-hmm. And I think of Hebrews 13, 4 that says, let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled, undefiled. I'm just struggling for God will judge the sexually immoral and the adulterous, the sexually immoral mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. man. That's a whole, maybe we need to have a whole episode on this, but <laughs> yeah, I think it's easy to, I mean, sometimes I guess not easy, but to define the, what's impure and what we shouldn't be doing, but what is pure things? And I think that Lydia went over this, but it's not just simply saying, well, I'm not going to do this just because I know that I'm not supposed to. It's more than that. It's saying, I truly decide that I don't want this. I don't Mm -hmm. want this in my life. I don't want to do this because I am a child of God. Mm -hmm. And I see in Philippians 3, 8 is so apparent when Paul, he says he counts everything he lost as rubbish. If that means gaining Christ, we have to get ourselves in this mindset before we put ourselves in hard situations or before we get in hard situations. This needs to be our mindset that whatever it is, whether it's popularity, whether it's you're, you're embarrassed or you're scared you're going to hurt somebody's feelings, like whatever it is, we have to say that that doesn't matter if we gain Christ. And humans mess up too. I think that's an important thing mm-hmm. to say is like, you may put yourself in that situation thinking, he, why did I say humans? Christians mess up too. That's what I meant to say. Of course humans mess up. We're all human, even your Christian boyfriend, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are all human and we all have struggles. We all have temptations. And yeah. just because you say, well, we're both Christians, that doesn't mean sin is not going to happen. Yeah. Right? I think that also uh, reminds me of First Peter 1 in verse... Uh, 15 that says, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all of your conduct. Mm-hmm. And if we are Christians and we are, we have put on that new self, we're now walking in his light, mm-hmm. then we're going to conduct ourselves in a way that is holy because that's who our God is. And that's who we serve. Mm-hmm. And that holiness means that I'm going to deny myself in every situation. And now I live for him. I think another thing that we sacrifice as Christians is our time. And this is another really big sacrifice that we make because we covered this in the last episode of how this culture is put yourself first, put yourself first. Mm -hmm. But God gave us our time to begin with. So why do we give him so little of ours? He is the reason we have anything to begin with. All of our blessings, all of our the reason we can live freely is because of him. I think Ephesians 5, 16 says, making the best use of your time because the days are evil. I think your priorities are wrong when you have time for sporting events or social events or when you're on vacation or anything and you think, this is my time. This is my time. No, this is God's time. Mm-hmm. We're told not to forsake assembly for one, which I think we talk about that a little bit later on, but... That's one aspect of our time that we need to give God. Let me just say, giving God Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Wednesday evening, whatever time your elders have set aside, that is the least time you can give to God. And you better mm-hmm. be giving him that time. Mm-hmm. You better be giving him that time. Even if you, I've heard, I've heard the argument said that Sunday night isn't required. It's not in scripture. It's not said, which 
One, I think that's a bad attitude to have because why are you trying to give the least you can to God? Yeah. Yes, it's not mm-hmm. it's not said in scripture that we have to worship, but why are you trying to get out of worship? Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to make an excuse to not be at worship? Yeah. And I think after COVID, that's one big thing that church has lost is their evening service. Mm-hmm. And I think it's showing in our brotherhood. I absolutely think it's showing because one, if you're not spending that time t- together, who are you spending it with? Right. Two, if you're not spending that time in scripture, what are you spending it doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a big problem, I think, in our church today. Well, I think too, it's if you're not spending your time, the more time we spend with God and in his word outside of that, like if we're just given three, four hours of our week at max to mm-hmm. him, then that's 98% of our life is being filled by yep. the things of the world. So if we're not spending time in his scripture, if we're not spending time filling our minds with his word, then it's going to be really hard for us to live in a way that is pure. It's going to be hard for us to yes. think about things that yeah. are holy and good because the world's what's consuming us. It's what's consuming our time. And, um, you know, I've heard it said that if you take an audit of your calendars, you'll find what's most important to you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's true. I think if we really take a look at where, what am I doing? Where am I spending my time? Who am I choosing to spend my time with? Okay. Now I know what's most important to me. Like, am I making time for retreats? Am I making time to go Mm -hmm. to church events, to be around other Christians, or am I spending the majority of my time with the world and with those who are not helping me to be more like Jesus? Because that's not, that's not what we should be doing. Man, Lydia, that's really eye opening to me. Just sitting here, the 98%, you're still giving 98% of your time to God. And that's going to church four hours. Yeah. So say we spend, I'm looking at this in my life. You're making me reflect even if I just give God 10%, yeah. that is still embarrassing. Yeah. 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 That is, wow. And when we think, my time is mine no more. Okay. So that means Sunday mornings are mine no more. I'll give that to God. Mm-hmm. I'll give Wednesday nights to God. That's mine no more. No, my time is mine no more. That mm-hmm. means Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday mm-hmm. is daily. mine no more. <laughs> yeah. It's His. Yeah. That means being intentional and taking time every single day mm-hmm. to make God's time ours. Mm-hmm. Studying his Bible every day, learning more about him every day. It's not just, oh, this little bit of time is mine no more. Yeah. No, yeah. my time is mine no more. And I think not viewing it, and it's taken me a long time to get to this point, but not viewing it as a checklist item mm-hmm. of like, okay, well, I'm going to go to worship Sunday morning and then you know we'll have Bible study and then I'll go to worship Sunday night. And I've heard people be like, okay, is it, you know, they're like checking their watch. Like, is it is it over yet? Are we getting close? Mm-hmm. And that's God's time. Like we're there yes. to worship him. We're yes. there to spend time in praise to our father, the one who redeemed us and bought us. Um, but at the same time during the week, how am I choosing to spend my time? Am I just making it a checklist? I'm like, am I going to spend time in his word because it's something I know I have to do. And that mm-hmm. might start out that way, but eventually if we're spending enough time there, then it's going to be something that we desire and we thirst and mm-hmm. hunger after, yeah. and we can't get enough of it. And from that point, we're going to start talking about him every single day. It's going to start being what we're putting in our hearts. So it's going to be what's coming out. Being a Christian is a lifelong commitment. Yes. It's not just Sunday mornings. Yeah. It makes me think of Titus one sixteen that says they profess to know God, but they deny him in their works. They are detestable, disobedient, unfit for any good work. Mm. That'll really open your eyes. Yeah. Unfit for any good work. Yeah. Well, kind of, I mean, that verse kind of goes right along with Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, Lord is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven, Mm -hmm. but those who do the will of my father, Mm -hmm. like just because you say, you know him, 
and you claim to know him doesn't mean that he knows you. Absolutely not. So how are you living your life? Have you completely surrendered your time over to the one who loves you most and who gave his life for you? Like even just putting it, he died for me. He died for me. Like he came to earth and those nails were driven into his hands for me. And I can't give him my time. And I think one thing is we have our jobs and we have everything Mm -hmm. that we have to spend our time doing. So we do have to make it intentional Mm -hmm. to spend time with God. Like for me, I, I was working so much and I was, I was working where I had my mornings and that was when I was studying my Bible. But then I started working at 6.30 and I'm like, okay, I still need to take this time. So I work at a daycare and my babies nap for two hours and I'm just in a dark room where it's quiet for two hours and I have nothing else to do but study my Bible. And it's become one of my favorite parts of my day yeah. to do that. Yeah. Because when you do that continually, it because like she said, it becomes something you want and like <laughs> desire and you're excited about. Yeah. Even now it's so funny because in the last, I'd say two or three weeks, there's been a lot of passages that have just like been tying back to this one, this one verse that I've really been studying. I was like, oh wow. And I just can't get enough of it. It's like every time I go and I look, it's like the life of Moses. Now it blends into this and Mm -hmm. it's just so neat to see how the more time that we're spending in his word, the more like him we become. Yeah. I've been thinking of the word abide a lot lately, Mm. and there's so many times in scripture where it says, abide in me, abide in me, and I will abide in you. Abide here, abide with me. Like it's everywhere in scripture. Yeah. That's such a good word. I actually think that was my word for 2022, maybe last year, because I just, I was like, I want this to be something I'm focusing on. Mm -hmm. Am I abiding in him? Yeah. Is he my everything? Because if he is, then that's what's going to come out. So when I was thinking about time, I was thinking about how we have to set things aside again. Um, Because there may be times, there's been times where I've decided like, I can't do this because I haven't read my Bible today and I really want to get like a good, good study in. So maybe that's taking time from something else that you can take time away from. Or like when I'm like in the mornings, instead of like working out, is I think can be very toxic to the Christian because we're like, okay, I have this amount of time, but I've got to get this workout in or I'm going to gain weight Mm -hmm. or I have to get this workout in because if I don't, then I'm a failure. And when really we're supposed to be, you know, taking care of our bodies for God's glory, but then that becomes something that's like ahead of him. And we do that instead of getting up and reading scripture and reading our Bible. And we find more purpose in that. But, um, James one twenty one says, therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. So I was just thinking about there's things that we do have to lay aside. Maybe I have to lay aside a workout so that I can get stronger in my faith. And I mean, obviously, like if I'm not saying it's a sin to work out. I love working out. I love moving my body. But like maybe you have to cut time from your workout so that you can read scripture because this is what's more important and this is what's going to save your soul. I really like that point. I think there's so many things like working out that we kind of make an idol. Mm -hmm. There's certain things like that that are not sins in and of themselves, but Mm -hmm. we kind of make them sins when Mm -hmm. we prioritize them over like studying the Bible. Yeah. Things that we should be prioritizing. Um, I think another sacrifice that we make is sometimes we have to sacrifice friends and family Mm -hmm. for Christ. 
Jada, do you want to read Matthew 10, 37 through 38? Whoever loves father or daughter, whoever loves father or daughter or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. If your family is walking the Christian walk with you, that's the biggest blessing. That is such a big blessing that I think a lot of people take for granted. But for those who have to cut off family members because they're living in sin, that is a really hard sacrifice to make. And I think it's a sacrifice that a lot of people kind of exclude family from. They're like, well, they're family. Like if I cut them off, that's not going to change them from living in sin. We react emotionally rather than scripturally. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Ignoring the sin is not going to help them. Mm-hmm. Ignoring the sin, acting like they're okay, is, uh, it, this is this is a hard topic. It's hard. It <laughs> it's a hard yeah. topic. Yeah. But ignoring the sin, you're not helping them get to heaven. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think another sacrifice we make is activities. Yeah. That goes back to time, but then what activities are we spending our time doing? Mm-hmm. Psalm 1-1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Yeah, I think a neat thing to call out there too is there's a progression, right? First he's walking, then he's standing, then he's sitting. And I think we have to be so careful to make sure that um, we are we're not in that progression. Mm -hmm. Blessed is the one who is not Mm -hmm. doing those things. We can't be walking. We can't be standing. We can't be sitting because that is us partaking in sin. And we have to be careful where we walk. Yes. Yes. Ephesians five verse eight says to walk as children of light. And I loved that point that I, when I was reading your notes, I love that point that you brought up because we are supposed to be walking as children of light. And if we get in this cycle, that's kind of what it reminds me of just like a cycle where we're always, yeah. That verse that you were talking about, the walking, standing, sitting, it reminds me of the song that we used to sing when we were kids, be careful little eyes, what you do. <laughs> yes. And like, that's such, honestly, mm-hmm. it's good for any age. Any age. It yeah. really is. Be careful little feet where you go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because where your feet go, yeah, I mean, Proverbs warns over and over, be, you know, be careful not mm-hmm. to be swift to run to evil. And I think sometimes we think of evil as like this broad, and it is a broad sense. There are a lot of things that go into that category, but at the same time, we can't be swift to run to the things of yeah. the world. We have to be swift to run to the one who gave his life for us because we're, we're no longer our own. And we shouldn't even be putting ourselves in the path of sin. Yeah. I mean, that's what in Psalm 1-1, like we can't, I, as Christians, I don't believe we should be going to the party just saying, oh, I won't partake in the sinful activities. I won't drink. We shouldn't go to a bar and think, oh, I'm just a designated driver. I won't drink tonight. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't even be want to seen in the want to be seen in those it's places. Not walking as a child you shouldn't, life. which again, we'll yeah. talk about this and walk in the line of sin. But why are we so willing to put ourselves in these situations where we are going to be tempted? It might not be a bar. It might just be a few friends hanging out, but they're drinking. Mm-hmm. I think that we there's so many times where like, okay, well, we're going to a dinner and there's a few people that are going to be drinking or we're just hanging out in like this person's house. I'm like, they're going to be drinking. They'll offer it to me, but I'll just say no. How many times are you going to say no before you're like, well, maybe these are the people I shouldn't be spending my time with. Yes. Yeah. How, how long are if you going to do this? you're the only one in the group who is not 
participating in those things, you can only be the only one for so long. Mm -hmm. If that's going to be the continual crowd that you're going to hang around with Mm -hmm. eventually, like right then, you know, you're, you're, you're walking with them and then you're standing with them and now you're the one sitting down participating with them. So Jada and I live in a college town and I think this is something we were talking about the other day. There's, we see people come in all the time, leaving their Christian families and they come in strongish. I wouldn't say they're super grounded, but they, they come in with a knowledge of scripture and they come in coming to church. They usually start in, you have, you have different, different groups, but you have people who come in, they start attending sometimes, but you see them joining all these social groups, joining all the stuff and you slowly just see them stop coming. You stop, see them coming Wednesday nights. You stop, see them before you're like, well, where's, where's this person? Mm -hmm. It's because they get out of the house, they surround themselves with these people. And it's super easy to do, especially in a college town with like, those are the people with, say you're in band or something. You spend a lot of time practicing with them and a lot of time at events with them and like all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But let's, let's remember who is our lifelong family? Mm -hmm. Who is, who has the same goals as us? Who is helping us? To get to heaven. And I think that's a really big test is when you're out of your house and you're yes. on your own. The other day, someone was talking to me and Lois, we were talking to him about our podcast and he asked us, well, how did y'all get to the point where you're at? Like so strong in your faith. And I told him that the strongest I've felt in my faith is now. And that's when I'm away from my family. My family is amazing and I love them so much, but my faith is my own. Mm-hmm. I'm making that decision to go to church every Sunday and every Wednesday. They're not making me. They don't know if I'm going or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's up to me. Yeah. And it's really a test. Yeah. I think this goes along with that point, but a sacrifice we make is popularity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be as Christians because the world hated Christ. The world's going to hate us. And we forget that. I think what's we all want to be liked. It's human nature to want to be liked, but that's not how Christ intended for this to be. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. When we don't partake in the things that the world deems as cool, we will quickly lose popularity. And we talked about this first a couple of episodes ago, John 15, 18 through 19. If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were out of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, I chose you out of the world, out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. So we're going to lose popularity and it's going to be hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to keep in mind too, like there, when we do put on Christ in baptism and we're walking in that newness of life, there are going to be times that we're going to stumble. We're going to fall. We're going to trip over. We're going to make mistakes and we're going to trip and fall. But remembering that in first John one and verse seven, that if we are walking in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one of one another and the blood of his son continually cleanses us. And keeping in mind that if we are striving to walk in his marvelous light, then that is going to be something that we can, we can look to and have hope in because we're, we're walking in the light, but if we stumble and we fall and we make a mistake and maybe we, we get our party out of whack at one point, we're just going to get ourselves back on track. And we, we can, we can rest in knowing that his blood is going to continue to cleanse us from there forward. Um, and Jesus is our advocate. I think in first John, Two in verse one, um, he's writing these things that we may not sin, but if we do sin, we can find comfort in knowing that we have an advocate because Jesus goes before the father on our behalf when we are his children. And that's the life that we're striving to live and our heart is in the right place. And we're penitent of those things. Then Jesus goes before the father and he says, 
Lydia's mine. I know her and I died for her mm-hmm. and just knowing and resting and knowing that he is going to continually cleanse us. His blood yeah. is still there yeah. for us. So I think let's wrap it up off of that point as my purpose in my life is mine no more. Yeah. We sacrifice, we're living sacrifices. Yeah. We sacrifice everything. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with having a good education or a good job. Like those are great things to have, but we have to remember that is not who we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is not what our purpose on this earth is. Yeah. Yeah. In second Corinthians verse five, of course, it, like you said, it's not wrong to have goals or things that you want in life, but what's our aim? Yeah. And Second Corinthians 5 verse 9 says, therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. Like, is mm-hmm. that our aim in life? above the goals mm. that we are, we can reach when we're Christians, but what's our aim in life? Yeah. yeah. Cause I want to spend eternity with him. Like that's mm-hmm. my goal. It's like, okay, if, if heaven's where I want to be, then I want to do everything that I can to mm-hmm. live completely for him. And there's going to be days that are really hard, but that's my goal. That's who I am. When people ask me, who are you? I'm a child mm-hmm. of God. Yes. And I think that's kind of your, like, sure, we might be a teacher. We might, um, you know, work at a daycare or you might be a relationship manager, all these different things. And those might be titles that you have, but who are you yeah. mm-hmm. and how do you live your life? That should be what defines you. You're, we're Americans. We live in America. And if we're Christians, we live in Christ yes, and our, therefore our that. lives reflect yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Man, this episode might be one of my favorites. <laughs> I know, mine too. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard. It's hard to talk about. Yeah. Like, it's a hard, I think sometimes Christianity can be portrayed as easy because we don't talk about all of the difficult things that we have Mm -hmm. to sacrifice and like, we'll like brush over it, but we won't actually be like, Hey, we all are struggling too. We are all making these sacrifices together. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this. Let's help each other out and let's hold each other up through all of this. And it is possible. I think sometimes you need to get discouraged and be like, this is impossible. You know, like, I, I rose up a new creature. Now I'm walking in newness of life. I fall and stumble. I'm done. I'm over with, you know, God, how can God possibly still love me? He does. Yeah. And we can live for him. And it's something that we have to intentionally that, and we've talked about this so much, but it's an, it's an intentional decision that we have to make every day of, I'm going to deny myself, pick up my cross and follow him yes. daily. And I am mine no more. That is not a bad or scary thing. It's amazing yeah. because yeah. I am mine no more. I am his. Yes. It's I mean, such a weight off your shoulders. It is. Yeah, <laughs> really. it is. Like what Paul said, it's like, okay, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And what, a, mm-hmm. what an amazing thing to be able to say. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was great, girls. <laughs> we are so glad that we have this journey and we have each other. And we hope that along along the road in this, we can help you out and we can all build each other up. So thank you for listening today. Follow us on Instagram at sisters.podcast.com. That's not where I'm going. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at sisters.podcast. We would love to hear from you. Please message us any questions that you have. Let's talk. Bye.